This week, we try to brave the dangers of puberty syndrome. And I try to ignore the invisible Playboy bunny in the room. I'm Kyle. And I'm Garrett. And we watch anime. Garrett, this week we are back in the world of light novels. The teen angst, the demure look out the window, the hot playboy bunnies at the library. This is a show that on its face seems like another silly attempt to get a harem of hot chicks to glom onto a doofy main character. But surprisingly, it voids a lot of the pitfalls to becoming an endearing story of the struggles of youth and going through change. That's right, this week we tackle the supernatural psychological drama known as Seishun Butayaro, or kinda in English, Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. <laughs> but before we begin, Garrett, what are new fans going to be expecting from this show? Guys, guys, guess what? We're back in high school. But double guess what? I don't hate it! I know, this was, this was a very shocking, almost surprising one to me, because... We'll talk about the expectations game because you hear the title, you see the beginning, you think it's going to be something very specific, and then it just becomes something else, and it's kind of nice. So we'll talk about that in a second. But first, we want to thank you so much for listening to us on our host site, anchor.fm slash Podcast. You can also find us anywhere your podcasts are found, really. But make sure when you do, you give us a five-five five-star review. It really helps elevate our show up the rankings and lets more people see our show. Uh, but Garrett, uh, you will let them know about the social media handles that they can check us out on. Absolutely, Kyle. We want to see all your likes out there on Instagram at Wanwa Podcast or catch us on Twitter at Weeb underscore Noob. Yeah, so this is a really doofy sounding show that actually has a really interesting plot. I actually very much enjoyed it, just like you said. I'm not spoiling too much for people, but the name of the show is Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, a very long and ridiculous title. Um, it's actually, not unsurprisingly, a series of light novels. Uh, that began in 2014 and is an ongoing anime ran in 2018. We'll explain why it's complete in a little bit, but basically, uh, Garrett, do you remember what a light novel is just to help people out a little bit? Yeah. Well, light novel is an abbreviated manga, right? I mean, so, so instead of like a serialized manga that could go on forever, a light novel, well, there's two things about it. One is I think that it's generally shorter, but two it blends two styles in that it's a little bit manga, but then they're like, guys, we need to move this story along. So here's a bunch of text, right? It's, it's a book with intermittent manga and it's actually, yeah, it's like pop. It's like, you know, pop books, like things like they say that like most of these don't get past 50,000 words. That's how short these stories generally tend to be. Um, This series. Now this is actually a series of books that's called Seishun Butayaro, which kind of just means young dumbass. If that's the name of the series. (laughs) But there's not really a way to translate English, so they call it Rascal or Scamp. So really, the series is called Rascal, and then there are kind of like different colon taglines that follow it. And so this kind of covers the first story, which is the Rascal, Mm -hmm. colon, does not dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. And it's basically... Really, really terrific uh, boss tone song. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With a rascal does not dream of bunny girl. Yeah. I can make that work. I'm gonna take (laughs) well she was wearing a bunny costume. Um so Uh, sorry guys out there. Uh for those who are not really big ska fans, that is Rascal King by the Uh, Boston. And I'm a huge fan. So if you want to get me started, 
start talking about the boss. That's my favorite band of all time. <laughs> so once again, uh, just, um, and this is what I kind of wrote in our notes and it's kind of the same. It's like, mm-hmm. this is the rascal sorcerer stone book. Basically <laughs> this is, this is the rascal or the young dumbass and the sorcerer stone, uh, like the right. first arcs of the story. Um, the one thing I'll point out, and you can, I could talk about like the content in a second, but what do you think about like the production quality of music? Like for 2018, it was actually, I feel really crisp. I think, Ultimately, it was really visually look good. What, what did you, you think? 2018? Yeah. Well, I mean, that doesn't seem that long ago. Yeah, but at the same time, like 2018 still gave us bad CGI. You know, like 2020 gave us really bad CGI from, uh, you know, what's it called? From 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 uh, Demon you know, Demon Slayer, Kimitsu no okay. Yaiba. So I would say, you know, granted, they didn't need to make, you know, CGI bears, but they still had like something uh, i think really well, good to your really point good. then i thought it was very crisp and i didn't um there was nothing about it that made me think this was aged at all it could have right. just come out uh on some big netflix anime dump yeah absolutely and another thing that's going to take a huge shout out for me because i love it when like really good bands actually do theme songs to anime mm-hmm. the band that played the theme song to this show the peggies i really love them and i love their music and right. i shouted out to them on instagram they just they're awesome they're a, a right. all female three piece and they also did the theme to rent a girlfriend so you know anytime i hear they, them they like, all look like katie seagal from married with children wearing, <laughs> wearing like little dildos <laughs> it's the peggies <laughs> like little unicorn horns <laughs> my horn can pierce your Baka. sorry guys we're getting a little off track so basically what we have is uh, a show that as I said, it, it kind of veils itself as something else in the beginning. We can talk about the beginning, but it's kind of a MacGuffin. Like, just to kind of, kind of warn you guys, we're going to talk about Bunny Girl Senpai, why they're, why you, the rascal does not dream of said Bunny Girl Senpai. And then you can just forget that the Bunny Girl Senpai is a thing <laughs> because it's brought it once and then you never kind of see it again. So let's let's talk about the conceit of the show. What What is the show about, Garrett? What did you find out? Uh, okay, so melancholy and the infinite sadness. Um, yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> in, in my head, I'm like just thinking of like equally long and absurd names that they're just like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like any number of like Take It Back Sunday and or uh, Fall, Fall Out Boy, Boy. Fall Out Boy, <laughs> Fall Out Boy yeah, yeah. So, um, um, so what we learned about this show, um, like how does it start? That's a kind of a good starting point, right? So, yeah. we focus on our main character, Sakura, can't pronounce the last name, <laughs> Azusa Gawa. Asusagawa. Yeah. We'll call him we'll call him Sack. <laughs> Sorry. So Sorry. Yeah, let's talk about Sack and mine. No, 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 no. I, I, I need to show him respect. Sack Coon. So we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about Sack Coon. Um, we he wakes up and he looks at it, he sees that he has a notebook on the, the counter of his desk. And if I'm not mistaken, it's May 7th, May 6th. Yeah, somewhere. that's one thing is that this show is very wants to make sure you know the dates for several reasons, but they show you the dates a lot. Right. Yeah, they'll hammer you over the head with it later. Um, and he wakes up and he goes to school and uh he's kind of like this outcast. He's yeah. got one guy buddy. Um, he's got a female friend. She's like the scientist. She's like Polly from, uh, uh, NCIS. She basically never goes to class, but just spins beakers all day. Like that's kind of her. And, and and she does that weird. They love to give people character traits like this, especially when they're scientists where they make coffee in like a (laughs) beaker and you're like, ooh, because these are the tools you use, and that makes you so cool that you make coffee in a beaker. It's kind of lame. But <laughs> so anyway, 
So Sack goes to school and <laughs> outside of his immediate friend and this uh, scientific female, he is an outcast. No one really likes him. They don't pay him any attention. He's kind of invisible going through this world. And a lot of that has to do with there are these rumors that when he was back at his old school, that he sent a couple of his classmates to the hospital. We don't know at this point if that's true, if it's not true, but that's sort of why he's this like social pariah. And what's crazy is that when people tease him for that, they have like the worst nicknames for him. It's like, ooh, is that the hospitalization kid? <laughs> oh, I know, right? Like, <laughs> just like, you uncreative bunch of craps. Like, <laughs> So yeah, so he goes he goes through life pretty much melancholy. I will tell you that the main characters in the show generally speak in one volume for the whole show. But yeah, it's very melancholy. This is as Garrett said, melancholy and infinity sadness. That was meant for another joke, but it really is right. He, the timbre of everybody in the show is they like save for like the little sister. We'll talk in a second. Right. Everyone so, has the same voice. So 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 Sack Coon gets to school and he's hanging out in the library. Yeah. And he sees a Playboy bunny walk that, by. Seriously, just right out of nowhere. It's like, yep. and like, and like a smoke show of a Playboy bunny just yeah, walking he's around. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he, he walks over to talk to her and he's like, uh, hey. Uh, <laughs> and, and she turns and she's like, oh, you can see me? That's cool. Forget this ever happened. <laughs> and walks away. By the way, that's the last you're ever going to see bunny, bunny the, the bunny suit, basically. It's not like that's her alter ego. And another thing that's really funny is when they introduce themselves, he's like, oh, how do you, you know, hi, what's your name? Now that you've seen my bunny girl costume, he goes, my name is uh, Sakuta Azuagaya Gawa, which last name is smelled like, spelled like the bathroom and the first name like Booming Taro, which is like, <laughs> which is such a Japanese thing to do is like, because kanji, like it, it, the way to kanji is, it sounds like different, same things like homophones. It's mm-hmm. very much like you have to know which kanji you're writing someone's name as. And she's like, my name is my Sakurajima. And it's spelled like my Sakurajima. Like she doesn't go anywhere with it. So I thought well, that was pretty here's funny. what you need to understand about my Sakurajima. She has a branch size stick up her butt. <laughs> she is honestly, I honestly, she's in the Jima family, like the Busujima family, the mm-hmm. Sakurajima family. I think no I wonder thought, why I like this. Show. This is what I'm saying, Garrett. Like when I saw Sakurajima, I go, that's a, that's it. That is a waifu candidate for Garrett. If I've ever seen one, she's like the coup today with like, who's just got a very quick witted, but not stupid. I love not that. afraid so, to be like sexual and playful. Yes, exactly. So this is like, she's a Jima. That's like, like Garrett likes himself some Jimas and Sakurajima is no different. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like it, it, this, like this weird event happens and then we switch to him sleeping in bed with his sister and now we're having we're now in a brother sister complex and now i'm going where are we going with the, show? the whole oni chan like you got <laughs> he's like he wakes up he's like you gotta get out of bed it's childish you can't crawl in here with me and she's like is that because you wake up excited <laughs> he's like who it's... would think about their sister like that get out <laughs> this she is the unnecessary incest character and I do, like this is why i wanted to introduce it the first time i was like gary you're gonna run into this Mm-hmm. So now, now I feel like I've, 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 you know, created the calluses you need to get by them because it's right. so weird. Um, and then, like, it just kind of flies by that, right? And he just goes to school, and we get a weird Sundere who's who's the girl, which is weird. Like, once again, all the girls you're introduced to are either taken, not not interested, or with someone else, which I thought was interesting. Um, and she's 
the all the his only guy friend's girlfriend, and mm-hmm. she's like, "You're too much of a loser to be around my boyfriend. Stop talking to him. You're gonna make he's him- gonna lose popularity because you're a weirdo." And this was like one of the two or three times I disliked this character. Is he threw like a "What do you want, you period?" kind of joke, and she was like, <laughs> and I was like, I literally like audibly went, "Boo." <laughs> What do you want? Some cranberry juice? <laughs> What's cranberry juice? Judge, period. Like, and that was like what that's like uh, that's the only like strike one for this character, but other times I kind of liked him. Um, so yeah, so he we stumble onto the bunny girl senpai who, when she's not wearing her bunny girl outfit, is wearing a bunny hairpin. So you know she's a, a main character of some sort. Uh we can and, never forget why we're calling this show bunny. <laughs> yeah, bunny girl senpai. And it's to say that their relationship is weirdly it's kind of like dawson's creek meets playboy tv like it's somewhat erotic but also like it's very advanced and very monotone like everybody's kind of like talk honestly talking to himself it's like hey i really liked your outfit yeah it, it seems like it may give you some attention because yeah it was very erotic and he's like were you thinking about something while you were while you were thinking about my outfit or we weren't doing anything weird which was one of many whacking off jokes that they made throughout right. this entire show. Yeah. Like for, for the serious amount of content that the show had, the amount of times he mentioned that he's probably going to jerk off to her was right. at least twice an episode. But, but you know what? Like I enjoyed that because yeah. a lot of times when you have similar dynamic between characters in anime yeah. that I've seen, the guy is this pushover. Right. Right. Just this, freaking loser who's like mm-hmm. falling over himself and while while Sakun has these like these moments yeah also throw stuff back at may and, and i'm I, like yeah man that's that's kind of like the fun part about this is that their banter is actually like a good like mature it's good and even though Although she kinda... keeps saying oh i can't believe him you know, talking about sex with a younger man. It's like, he's a year younger than you. Yeah, exactly. Like, get over yourself, lady. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh, apparently Mai, who is the bunny girl senpai is her name. Uh, she's a big actress. She's been a star since she was six. It's always been on commercials. You know, she's like the Gary Coleman of the world. Uh, <laughs> just like Gary Coleman. Uh, she has, and she, she is basically like wishing that People wouldn't know her, notice her. She wants like a life of anonymity. And that seems to be tied into weird things happening around her and what is known as puberty syndrome. And so well, she kind of got pushed, she got pushed into this weird situation. She she was acting and she enjoyed it and it was really special to her. But then she started to get the unwanted attention, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure comes with any young um, actress or starlet. And yeah. in particular, she went to this, she had it like in her contract that she couldn't, she wouldn't do like bathing suit or nude. Right. You know, she was a teen. She was, she was like 14 at the time when she was talking. Right. The story, and right. she showed up to this shoot and they showed this for the costume like trailer. They showed a basket. Yeah. And, like <laughs> the only thing in the basket was this one bathing suit. Yeah. And she got there and she felt pressured and they're like, it's in your contract. You have to do it. And so she did this shoot and she faked a smile with um, by posing like this. But it really like left a mark on her well, on her soul. It would leave a mark to me too, considering that her manager is her mom. Oh no, I believe you mean her momager. But like, <laughs> but, that, but but that was the least. Shake surprising. Up, honey. That, was the, that was the least surprising reveal ever because right. there's so many backstage. Mo- like you know the yeah 
like I Macaulay Culkin like story. I yeah. would like to say that I have no proof of what I'm about to say, but it is rumor hearsay. Uh, the Kim Kardashian sex tape was supposedly set up and sent out by Kris Jenner. Right. I mean, that that it's like the epitome of, I know how you're going to be famous. Right. She's like, shake it for them, honey. You're going to be famous. You're going to be yeah. a star. Oh, Although God. she didn't sound like that in the show. I'm just I'm just assuming that's what she said to convince her. Um, <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's OK. I, I, you know, and so it seems like is that my can't be seen by most people. And uh, she can't. She's invisible to most people. They don't know. So that hence why she was wearing her bunny girl outfit, because she was like, I'm walking around the library. No one's noticing me. I'm a famous celebrity and I'm wearing something very skimpy and no one's noticed the same with this one dude. And mm-hmm. so she's trying to like gauge what's happening. And he's like, don't worry. Something happened to me too. And he takes off his shirt and it looks like he got like mauled by a bear. I know. <laughs> and so- like he, he, like he, 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 he got into a wrestling ring with Tony, the tiger. And right. Like, Big whack across the chest. That's what he, yeah, like he got Ric Flair like slapped against the chest, woo, and with it from a bear. And he's like, basically, his backstory, and I don't, you can probably help me out here, is that Kaede, his sister, the weird Onichan lover, mm-hmm. has not gone to school. And she has not gone to school because she's been bullied. Yeah, she's kind of developed like agoraphobia a little bit because of what the outside world did to her. But what also happens to her here besides her being bullied? Ah, uh, she got attacked by like a spirit, man. <laughs> She's well, got stigmata, man. Like yeah, stigmata, you know, because she. <laughs> so, so essentially, uh, she had this group of friends. Uh, this is Kaeda, um, Sakun's sister, yeah. and she had this group of friends. Everything was hunky dory. She was a happy little preteen, and then one day, one of the girls decided they didn't like her. And so, and this is stuff that even our generation, Kyle, we're 37, 36 years old. We didn't have to deal with this right. uh, social media. Um, people just started attacking her and it really like damaged her psyche, like hardcore. And they, I believe they physically, I don't know. See, I don't know if they actually physically attacked her or mm-hmm. if this mental anguish started to manifest itself in these mm-hmm. physical injuries on her. Well, she but did was- walk in and she goes, Onichan, and then it's just like cuts start appearing on her cheek. Yeah. Like that, that, that makes me think that it's a little bit more supernatural yeah. than, than them actually you know, like hurting her. Right. Right. So our boy, my, our boy Sakun is trying to explain this to Mai. And he's got his bear bear claws and he's like, you know, the reason the hospitalization incident that people rumored is me. I got I got hospitalized for random yeah. reasons. And my sister got hurt for no reason. And so he's like, it seems like this is tied to this rumor called puberty syndrome. And so he goes on his trusty computer, looks up Google.com. <laughs> <laughs> this is the next iteration of Google is that they have Google, which I thought was hysterical. And he looks up puberty syndrome. Which he was is- looking up the menu to whack Donald. <laughs> yeah. But instead he works at Benny's, which has a boons over by hand. it's like a sun over my sushi i don't know (laughs) he works at a benny's and can we go back real quick when he shows her the claw and again like this is yeah so perfect when she's like can i touch it and he goes yeah and and she like pokes him and he goes "Ooh, take it easy it feels so good and He's like he's constantly like joking with her, which I think is a nice new like protagonist. He's not a dumb dumb, but I also hit the noises he makes was hysterical. She like touches, he goes, he goes, uh. <laughs> just like every time she touches his bear claws, like, like uh. it's sensitive. Uh. <laughs> it was really weird. So he gives him like a like a rib nurple, just like <laughs> twisting his skin. Anyway, Grizzly Burns. Oh, move forward. He works at Benny's. He works at Benny's. 
yeah. his friend who is the his only other guy friend. Yep. And yeah, it's basically like he's decided that, you know, because what we're finding out over the course of the show is that she she's not just being invisible, right? So what's what besides being invisible, what's happening to, to my chunk throughout this thing? Um so sort of the crux of the show, or at least the first, because as you said, this is a series of light novels. So yeah. I watched the first three episodes and I was like, so is it over? Yeah. Because that was like, <laughs> that was a neat little bow. Yeah. But then I see obviously episode four, which I watched, yeah. started a new light novel. Right, exactly. And that's why I wanted to get to four so you can see what, where it was going. Yeah. Right. So, um, so essentially in her quest for anonymity, uh, what one of the things that happened, and they explain this in the show, is that she's been away from school for so long, and when she comes back to school, it's like midterm, and all of the social circles and friendship groups are all set, and it's really hard to like break into that. So she kind of right. just tries to blend into the crowd, but she does it a little too well, mm-hmm. and, and she starts to become invisible to people, not. I don't see them because I don't yes. physically see them, but they start to forget her existence. Right. She like tries to order food and no one responds to her. So it's not even like that she's invisible. It's that like, and then he's asking like, Hey, do you know this famous actress? It's funny that he just like walks around with her like IMDB profile. He's like, Hey, do you remember my uh, Sakajima? She's, she's, you know, she did that one really great commercial when she was six. And now she's a famous artist. And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Like take your cream donut and get out of here. <laughs> yeah. You get the hell out of here, bro. So, uh, yeah. So essentially I'm like, cause it kind of looks like it's going to be harem, especially with the, with the theme song, I, I would liken it more to like um, the world only God knows in that it's kind of a hero syndrome fantasy. So it's not necessarily for people to see a bunch of girls glom onto a guy, but basically a guy who white knights everybody. He's mm-hmm. like, he's, this is for people who want the like fantasy of having a whole bunch of damsels in distresses. Yeah. And he is trying to, and this main character, this everyman guy is there to like help them through their turmoil. And this is kind of a common thing around this whole thing. And, and it's based on this idea of puberty syndrome, which is, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but it's mm-hmm. like something weird happens to people in their adolescence and, and it makes this weird effect in the real world. And he's kind of there to solve all their problems in that process. So that's, that's, you know, the kind of the main crux of the show, if people want to get to it. The other thing I'm going to warn people before we go further into the content is that this is what I would call a sleeping anime because mm-hmm. As I said before, not only does everybody sleep with, not only does everybody speak with the same affect or like when we talk about like playful banter, it's not yep. like my and Sakun are going like, ha, 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 this is great. Ha, ha, ha. They're like, they're like, oh yeah, you're kind of a jerk. Oh yeah, well, you're kind of hot. Oh, stop talking about my panties, you baka. Like that kind of stuff. It's the yeah. same affect, but it's and, also and like- then the music background. Oh my God. It's just like, it's, it's like, it's not bad, but it's like elevator minimalist. It's minimalist, right? Yeah. So it's like when you want, listen to Mr. Rogers, he's like, I'm going to tie my shoes. <laughs> and then I'm going to feed the fish. <laughs> like, it's very like watching Mr. Rogers and like the effect of a single piano talking, you know, plinking its way through people's conversations. Yeah. And I can imagine like if I was watching this at night, which I didn't, luckily, I would have probably napped through this show. Yeah, Shockingly, I did not fall asleep. And it's probably I'm, because I watched it in the middle of the day. Yeah, exactly. If it wasn't for the fact that I had just drank coffee and I was drink, watching this in the middle of the day. I would have probably had troubles with because of that. So yep. uh, that's the, t- the, the, my biggest thing is that it kind of gets a little white nighty. Um, it's, it, it's kind of sleepy, you know, cause it's a little slice of life. It's kind of a slice of life anime, but other than that, it's actually kind of a good show. So yeah. we get to episode two and 
coffee scientist is in the thing and she's explaining Schrodinger's cat, yes. which, which Except for some she reason added the, the, the part that I never heard of, which is poison. Yeah. That's the, it's the vial of poison that releases every hour, but you check in a half hour and the cat is, is both alive and dead until you confirm its existence. And that's kind of what, she, which is weird because the show about rom- like anime girls romancing this one guy has a lot of physics ideas in it, which is so weird to me. He and when he later, it's like on, Carl Sagan. It's like a female. Later Carl on, Sagan. when he's later on when he's trying to solve a problem, he's like pulls out like the dummy's guide to physics. Yeah, like, there must be an answer in here <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> what about uh, what is his name? Um, my favorite. Uh, what's our favorite astrophysicist name? I'm I feel so bad that I forgot our it. Favorite uh, what? Our favorite astrophysicist from uh, uh that's currently alive. Um, oh, Neil deGrasse. Tyson, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. Imagine if he was in this anime. I would love it. He's like, yeah. Actually, well, actually. Actually, it's really love that connects the cosmos. <laughs> Listen to my super silky deep, uh, <laughs> deep black voice. <laughs> so yeah, so she's explaining that like yeah. it's because there's the air. People are trying to keep airs, and they don't want to talk about her because she's a famous celebrity. They don't want to look weird. Mm-hmm. That she's she's it's starting to cause a problem, and uh, it's basically like him trying to figure out the cause of this scientific problem and why. Right. And, and a lot of what I explained before rolls out in episode two regarding her backstory, the yeah. rift with her mom, why she chose to kind of emancipate herself from her mom. Yeah. Um, but, but then there's a, there's a really funny scene that I see you've called out in the notes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where Sakun is like walking along and he sees like a child crying in the park. <laughs> yes. Yes. And he like runs over to, to, <laughs> He runs over to help her. Yeah. Like, Are you missing your mommy? You miss your mommy? Don't worry. We'll find her. And he pats her on the head. And within a moment, he gets a swift kick to the ass. Right in the crack. Yes. Yeah. And, the, and then he actually made like a very obvious dad joke. Yes. He goes, oh, my God, you kicked it so hard. You split it. She's, oh, really? Oh, no, it's always been split. Like it was, <laughs> <laughs> he made like a very obvious butt crack joke in this thing. That's but it's little stuff like that, that to me, so separated him for all the other boring schlubs that we yeah see. he's very likable in that regard and she felt bad she, this girl felt whose name is tomoe was felt so bad about kicking this man for no reason although to be fair you know sometimes you have to be careful about men escorting small girls out of parks but she's like i'll, I'll make it up to you how does how does she say to make it up to her to, that she should he should make it up to her uh hammurabi's code eye for an eye you gotta kick me in the ass and you would think this guy would be a nice guy and be like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna be a nice give you a nice little tap and be like don't worry about it let bygones be bygones no he straight up bro kicks her square between the butt cheeks like so hard (laughs) (laughs) and and then a cop oh which by the way the the sort of like outlawing backstory to this is that tomoe was on her way to meet somebody yeah and um Sack Kuhn was on his way to see May, who agreed to go on something he was calling a date. But she's like, if you are a minute late, it is over. Right. So right after he kicks her in the butt crack, <laughs> a freaking cop shows up and is like, hey, what are you doing over there? <laughs> and brings them in. And she's it lasts way longer than it should because she doesn't stop texting while yeah. they're in the cop station. Like one second, I have I'm to tweeting. respond immediately, or how will they know I like them? <laughs> so then we get like an exposition dump because he goes to the station. He's like, "Of course she wouldn't wait around for me. She's a famous celebrity. There's yep. no reason she would wait around for me." But she did. She shows up an hour and a half late. She's like, "You better you got some splaining to do, Lucy." 
And we get an exposition dump and she's like, so obviously, you know, Kai, you know, he explained what happened with the cops, but he's like, she's like, well, then who's taking care of you and Kai today? And this is Garrett Uranize, one of our favorite things. Oh my God. Is that they make the quickest Jean-Claude Van Damme explanations on why there's no parents. Apparently this girl getting stigmata was too much for the lonely mother. And so they just left him in the house. There's so many like latchkey kids in Japan, apparently, according to these shows. There's never any parents around. And, and like freaking... Uh, May, she's like, I live by myself. And I, I recognize that she's famous, but it's like, why do all these teenagers have their own apartments? <laughs> it's not like they're dorms on campus. I would get that. Right, exactly. And then and then we get this another MacGuffin of this girl that we never, will, I hadn't seen in like the five or six episodes I watched. This girl named Makino Hara, a senpai who noticed her, noticed uh, Sat Kuhn and was like, but then I go to, went to look her up. And no one was in really lump. She was like the girl. Yeah, that girl's been dead for years, kind of thing. <laughs> and like, and I, and then you never talk about it again. So basically, we get to a point where she's, and then she's like, okay, I'm good. My mom, I got. If if I'm gonna go back to acting, which I want to do, I got to tell my mom that it's over. And you know, we are. I gotta. I'm gonna leave her agency, go to a different agency. What happens then, Garrett? So her mom shows up and she uh, on the beach and uh, May starts walking towards her and the mom just blows mm-hmm. right by her. Right. And addresses that coon and is like, are you the one who has called me here for this? And yeah. he's like, "Uh, what? What? It was your daughter. She's like, I don't have a daughter. Are you the one who texted me to come here? And he's like, what are you talking about? Well, why did you come here? She's like, I received a te- this text message and something in my brain told me that it was important that I would come. And by the way, they show the text message and in what can only be described as one of the laziest tricks <laughs> of this entire show yeah. is when people start to get forgotten, the way they do it is they just white out their name on everything. <laughs> it's like very blurred. Yeah. You don't get to yeah. see. It's Jack like, Spot. Oh, I got this text from, ah, oh, I guess it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why did I randomly decide to go to a beach? <laughs> Who cares? La la la. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she's like, Hey, this is a bad prank. Don't do this. Dumb, dumb. And she like walks away. And you know, this girl's very upset about this. My, it's like, my mom forgot me. I'm now, this is when the show kind of gets endearing to me because now the, the 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 nuance of the trick is kind of gone awry and she's very distraught by it and it the, the endearing qualities that Sakun makes while being a Sakun is he wants her to know that he'll never forget her and they go to this this, this hotel and before a really endearing thing scene happens we get this very funny no, another whacking off joke in which she's like she's like I'm going to go in the shower. You need to leave because otherwise you're going to think of things, you know, dirty things. He goes, oh, don't worry. I don't need to be around. Just listening to the shower for three hours. I can unload three times. <laughs> like he says, <laughs> <laughs> like, like they, they couldn't resist the urge to talk about it. Right. And she's like, get out. And he's like, a mature woman wouldn't care if I yeah. heard the, of the shower. And she goes in. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. You know, I, I under, I'm trying to grow as a person and just be, you know, more sensitive. But you know what, Kyle? She wants it. (laughs) And she comes out and she's like, I don't mind wearing the same clothes I had, but I don't want to wear the same dirty underwear. So for some reason, they tend to go, they went to 7-Eleven to buy her underwear. I mean, Kyle, you've been to Japan. Is there panties in 7-Eleven? I don't remember there being, I remember there being very good and inexpensive onigiri, but I don't remember there being. I know that there are vending machines with panties in them, but I don't think those are types of panties (laughs) that you want to buy to wear as a No, because it was basically like, I got to go to get underwear. And then they pull out of a convenience store with a plastic bag. And I'm like, did you buy 
underwear at 7-Eleven? Red Bull and Lays. <laughs> so all, all lewd jokes aside, you kind of, let's talk about Sakun and Mai's relationship, as you said. Like, mm-hmm. it's very, it's, I, I would say this show's an endearing thing. As, as much as you would feel it would fall into its tropes, it's, they obviously care for each other, even though they've just met each other. Yeah. Because they're going through this very weird situation together. And he's also not being like a normal dumb protagonist in which he's like oblivious to girls intentions or feelings right like he's he knows what's happening and he actually cares for and he wants her to know that he likes her and stuff they do tell a line here though because there were times where the antagonizing between the two of them like as a 37 year old i'm like oh god bro just leave like (laughs) like it is if it is like this now it will be like this forever but Um, he also has like a weird like sub fetish with her because she's like stepping on his foot and he's like he's like Hey, your foot's on my foot. And she's like, is there a problem with my position on my foot? He goes, no. <laughs> In fact, I like it. <laughs> like, it's not like that. He's got like a weird sub situation with her. Yeah. Well, but, he's not wearing Jordans. So, yeah. But, um, but no, yeah. So he, he, the banter sort of toes this line. It almost goes to the point where I'm like, ah, it's a little much, but it, it always draws you back in with, um, something endearing where, and, and I'm not, tr- I will try not to give too much away, but right. there's a scene later on in episode three or four where he's just straight up like, well, you know, maybe this ain't worth it because you're not showing interest. And she's like, but wait. Yeah, exactly. And it's a lot of like, um, like he he wants really badly to get her to uh, admit that she likes him. And he, but he, because he's very open about it. But there was this one scene that like, she's turned away because they're in the same bed because he obviously couldn't get a two person bedroom because yeah. no one knows that she's there. And they're in a bed together and she's turned away from him. And this was the thing that I, that really touched me as I was watching it. She was not looking at him and she was kind of leaning the other way. And she goes, Hey, I have a question for you. If I was to start crying and say, I don't want to disappear. What would you do? And scream. And then I screamed and cried. I don't want to disappear. What would you do? And he said, you know, I'd probably hold you and tell you that's going to be all right. And I'll never forget you. And she goes, well, it's a good thing. I'm not going to do that. You know, like, and she, and they go back to their banter, but that kind of shows you their relationship and that like, yeah. she's trying, she's, she's incapable of showing her, her, her cute side or vulnerability and he's okay with that. And I think that was kind of the endearing thing about her. Like, he doesn't mind her shell. He doesn't mind the, the you know, because she's obviously a celebrity. She's got to have her, her guard up. She's a pretty woman in, in Japan. Mm-hmm. And so he he gets that. And so I think, you know, and that's when you get to, like, where he tries his darkness to keep her memory alive because mm-hmm. people are, you know, losing it, essentially. Right. So. They, they are, they continually begin to forget her and it started with you know just the donut stand person and then it was the mom but then it's like people at school and people see her all the time and what really uh he's trying to get his um i think her name was kataba the um scientist scientist. yeah it's uh her name's rio if that helps okay first name's rio Rio. um so rio is like you're kind of crazy and i don't put much stock into what you believe is happening but if you did um you know maybe maybe it could be this maybe it could be that and they sort of come across this idea and it springs on him i think his best friend's name is Unimi. yeah Yumi. and yeah. he calls him up while they're at the hotel he's like hey do you remember may he's like uh yeah it's one in the morning man i remember may is that all you want and he's like, yeah, 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 sorry, I'll see you tomorrow. And the next day at school, he doesn't remember May. Right. So now, Sakun becomes like really 
uh, he he's on to the idea that not only are people forgetting them, but what's sort of accelerating it is as people are sleeping and they're not absorbing the atmosphere around them and the people yeah. around them, um, they're forgetting. And he goes on this mission to not fall asleep because he doesn't want to forget her. And so he throws a bunch of pills <laughs> and a five hour energy drink back and he sits down and he, and this is great because I'm going to tell this part now. Yeah. We'll, then we'll talk about it later. And he sits down and he writes in his notebook everything that has happened. And mm -hmm. it starts off with, you have to read it to the end. It seems unbelievable. This is the story. He's kind of like, if anyone out there has ever seen 51st Dates with Adam Sandler. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Drew Barrymore has to keep waking up and he creates like mm -hmm. these VHSs to remind her of what happened. Yeah. Kind of doing that with a notebook. Right. In the and event he falls asleep. But he doesn't, at <laughs> least not yet. Because he basically Jesse Spanos himself from Saved by the Bell, <laughs> in which he takes caffeine pills and plows five energy, five energy drinks. I was and red almost pills and and, and, I, yeah, and diet pills, and I was just waiting for him to just be like, and I'm so excited, bum, bum, I'm bum, so bum, excited, bum, bum, bum. I'm I'm scared. <laughs> One of the best scenes in all of, of daytime TV. Um, <laughs> so he's like, she's kind of saying that like he's obviously like running himself ragged. Mm -hmm. He's he and this is not healthy for him this is not a sustainable thing and so she tries to help him study for his test about you know grammar and kanji. But, but before she helps goes to help him study she she sees what's yeah. becoming of him and what he's doing to himself yeah and she essentially roofies him <laughs> <laughs> i think she just gave him some benadryl but sure let's 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 say <laughs> are you sure it's not the rehypnol version it's of not, it's not yeah rehypnol rufinol or whatever because he's very much like what's happening to me she's like good the effects were in <laughs> and she um, pats his and she she's trying to act tough and again she doesn't want to show her vulnerability as he's falling right. asleep and she's patting him on the head and she's like being forgotten by you won't be that big of a deal like, <laughs> the last thing she says is like a backhanded compliment <laughs> right oh bunny senpai what are we gonna do with you mm -hmm. so he, and so he essentially forgets Right. And, and he wakes up and Kaeda, his little sister, wakes him up and says, you got to get up. It's time to go to classes. And he goes over and he looks at the notebook that he wrote himself. And I'm waiting for this like big moment. And he reads the notebook and goes, ramblings of a crazy man. You <laughs> thought it was like him being a, like proactive, like, ooh, am I supposed to write the girl that I like in this? Kind of like, you know, there's like these like the games girl plays, like where you have like a little thing in your fingers that you like open and close. Yeah. Like, what is it? Blue? Ooh, it might be my chan. But uh, he, <laughs> so he embarrassingly goes to class and it was, it's funny that like homework saved the day <laughs> because it wasn't the, the hand holding or any like his devotion to her, the smell of her hair. It wasn't anything like that. It was like her explaining two different kanji and what the difference between the kanji are right. in his test that was like, oh yeah, she showed me this last night. Oh Yeah. Um, I we were holding hands. Oh, there's this girl in a bunny costume. Oh my god, what's happening? Oh and my a god! Single tear drops onto the paper. Yes, and he's like, "Oh my god!" And then he goes on this like weird diatribe. And this is like, I kind of have to like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be deeper than it hit with me. <laughs> he's like, 
Everybody just like walks around life saying they have to read the room, read the room. Don't go in and shake up the status quo, man. But what's wrong with that? What's wrong with shake up the status quo, man? You know, uh, like I, I wasn't, it wasn't registering. Did it, did it make any sense to you? Like what he no, was rambling about? No, not at all. It was the ramblings of a crazy man. <laughs> He's like, why didn't your journal, bro? And he was just like, <laughs> or in your song that you write in your emo band. It, it, it was literally like <laughs> reading like a 13 year old's journal who's trying to be deep writing poetry and you're like oh honey oh, what rhymes child. with heart what rhymes with heart and yeah. he goes and he's just like running around going like you know because you know this this dumb school this dumb world if people don't notice you then you don't exist in this world oh I, i'm done with reading the room and i'm going to tell the world what's up and then he goes on and he does he does a 10 things I hate about you, essentially, instead of singing like you're too good to be true with the with the marching band. What does he do, Garrett? Uh, he goes into the middle of the courtyard, which looks a lot like a prison, and yes. he screams up to the classrooms. Hey, dum-dums. <laughs> like, I by the love way. this girl. I love her. I love her. I love her. I love her, love her, love her, love her, love her. I love my, you know, my, I love her. Her plus me equals love. Like that kind of stuff. <laughs> you plus that, me, me equals that, us. us. I'm not a pocket euro. I love her. Like, and <laughs> sadly enough, in my mind, <laughs> he didn't need to go to the farthest lengths of the school to make this happen. He literally could have done like, I want to be in Air Force Ranger, just like running around the campus. <laughs> tearing down posters saying this he didn't have to like scream from the opposite side of the school grounds how right. much he loved my and uh and my's like you did remember me oh no you didn't you forgot me you dumb dumb i hate you I hate me you buck, buck, buck. never forget me which by the way he goes if i ever forget you or if she ever forget he ever forgets she, he has to eat pocky through his nose <laughs> he goes one pock she goes the whole box like and that's the cute banter you get with the yeah. with them they're kind of really fun together um so yeah, and and weirdly enough, this everybody remembers Maya again, the famous celebrity. So were you surprised? Garrett? And the girls don't care. They're like, uh, what's their status? They <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, obviously, if he's gonna like, you know, he's gonna like Cyrano de Bergerac the chick, you know, but, has to but not obviously because now everyone remembers her and he has saved the day. And she's like, why don't you tell me you love me for the next month and we'll see how I feel about I it. I know she couldn't, she couldn't put off her soon today or coup today. Yeah, no, you know she put on her high heels and stepped on his balls. <laughs> Which he you just mistress, may I have another? <laughs> so Garrett, this is the big question I wanted to ask you. Were you surprised that the bunny senpai arc, which is the title of the show, ended after three episodes? No. I honestly... The, the title of the show could have been ABC one, two, three and the wham, yeah. bam, thank you, ma'am. like, I, I don't put a lot of stock into, because I don't understand the language. Right. I assume that there might always be some sort of translation issue. I don't put like a lot of stock into the titles. Okay. Um, so as I said, at the top of the show though, when this came to the end, I had two immediate th thoughts. Oh, I mean, I know it's not over, but but uh, OK, I guess it's going to be serialized with like a bunch of little stories it was like my first thought after. Right, right, right. My second thought was. Oh, man, I I hope the leads are going to continue to be May and Sakun because I love their chemistry. It's what I like right. about the show. 
I hope they don't just like use him and start cycling in other things. Right. Exactly. And I would say most of your concerns are not are do, do not come to fruition, but okay. there's like a little bit of it that I, cause I watched a little bit further. Cause weirdly enough, I watched it cause I was legitimately enjoying myself. Um, yeah. So let, so I think to answer your question of where the show goes, we have to first talk about this idea of puberty syndrome. And that's the kind of main crux of the show. It's kind of like weirdly like X-Files meets puberty. <laughs> like, okay. you know, it's a term to describe like abnormal experiences where adolescents or young people, when a moment of great sensitivity and stability and angst happens to them, which is all pretty much all teenagers. Mm-hmm weird stuff happens and he is like the molder and Maya is the <laughs> scully that are trying to figure out what's causing these strange disturbances and the, the 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 foil of the show is that the the different girls that you meet are different are not so much archetypes but have different reasons for disliking life and why things are hard for them and it mm-hmm. and it does it also in a in a good way because just like you said, like it tackled a really serious topic of the oversexualization of young girls in the first arc mm-hmm. and how much like she she did not want to be shown in a swimsuit. Like she did not want to do it yeah. and because of the, the world of entertainment. She was forced to and how much that caused her anguish and mm-hmm. how much it caused her to distrust her mom. And it does it. In, so it explains how these women don't just like have stupid girl problems and little teenager problems they have legit problems that they're having with and so as they go through these stories you you know because there there's you know bunny uh rascal is not dream bunny senpai is not the only name of uh the show there um, let me just uh there's another one called rascal does not dream of a dreaming girl is another mm-hmm. one it's called rascal does not dream of logical witch <laughs> rascal does not dream of siscon idol and rascal does not dream of a sister home alone so it seems like they'll get to why his sister is getting stigmatized by at least book six okay, okay. <laughs> you know he does, he goes to the other girls in school but his sister nah we'll get to that later <laughs> um <laughs> and uh finally you know it, it kind of gets to like these really harsh things like kaede wants the boys to know how much they hurt her so it visibly shows on her body like another girl feels inferior to her older sister. So she has the ability to switch bodies with people she hugs. We actually have a problem with Rio, the scientist girl. She splits into two people because she does not like unwanted attention. But then she thought that if she put it all out there and she like did like scandalous photos, she, she wanted to be seen as a girl still because she likes this one guy. And so it's that duality of like, she doesn't want unwanted attention randomly from people, but she wanted it from this one guy to be seen as a girl and it splits her into two personalities. So- yeah. It's a really, it's a really interesting foil, kind of almost like Speed Grapher in that, like your angst becomes this weird power, mm-hmm. and um, I just thought it was really cool. So, uh, hearing all that, did you did do you think that this would be an interesting thing to watch? No, it would. Except you said May doesn't want to be noticed anymore, so she disappears. Yeah. Oh, what do you mean? Just the beginning? Yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, it's one rehashing. Of... Yeah. I thought that it, in my notes as I'm reading this and thinking like this happens again, and I'm like, May, no, no. wait, May who? <laughs> so, and then other thing is that um, you know, and, and I, I wanted you to see episode four because it goes into where, where, what the, how they're gonna you know roll through these different girls and the girl Tomoe. Uh, you know, basically what happens is that Sakun wakes up has a normal day, has a nice sweet date with, with uh, Mai. She says that she wants to date him finally. And then the next day happens and it's the same days before. So now we got a groundhog day situation. 
Ned? Ned Ryerson? <laughs> yeah, it's Ned. <laughs> so he basically repeats the same day, and that's because there's this girl Tomoe, who is the girl that you meet who gets her butt kicked, and he constantly keeps teasing her about it, which I think is hysterical because she's younger than him, and uh, and she he, he, a guy keeps confessing to her on this day, and because she never like gets to it or like answers her quiz question it causes this groundhog day where she's like basically rolling the dice. And this kind of ties into another physics issue. They're like, oh, this is obviously Laplace's demon. I go, and I literally was like, what is that? And I had to go, like, I didn't think a show about a girl who dresses in a bunny costume would make me look at right. so much physics BS. But <laughs> apparently Laplace's demon is like, if you, if there's this infinite thing with infinite wisdom that knew exactly how every atom even moves in their trajectory movement technically speaking there's no such thing as free will because you can obviously tell where things are going and it's kind of it was like an uh, like a thought experiment for determinism um mm-hmm. which we got later taken over by jeff goldblum and his famous uh, chaos theory who obviously <laughs> the famous the famous scientist jeff goldblum <laughs> life uh finds a way <laughs> So, and I was like, so I was like, God damn it. I gotta look, I gotta look up another, <laughs> I have to look up another dumb physics thing. So, uh, so it's, 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 I think it's very intelligent. I said, I thought like, I'm, I'm actually going to keep watching this. Like as soon as we get off this, I'm probably going to keep watching it because I just, I'm very intrigued by where they go with the story and, and the kind of mature slice of life way they go with it. But first let's now, go. Does it have an ending? It, so the anime does end. Okay. It's only a well, one I, year. Honestly, I don't want something that's too short, but also not something too long because like, like to commit to like a one piece, you're like, right. oh God, I, I suppose I'll never finish. It, as I'm looking through the notes, I'm assuming that like three or four books is covered in the 13 episodes of this series. And I don't know if they're going to do another one. And okay. if they do, it's probably not going to be called Rascal Jubes of Bunny Girl Senpai. Like they're not going to call it that. So um, let's get a, go through the first two questions. The, uh, you know my answer, but would you keep watching knowing what you've seen so far? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm tired right now. We're recording this a little bit later than usual. Um, but so I probably won't watch it tonight, but I, I dug it. I, dug I really it. did too. I, I would say for people out there who heard how we explained it, it's, it's a slow burn, meaning it's, it's the, it, it doesn't get too high. It doesn't get too low. It's, it's very like yeah. warm bath in terms of it's, you know, angst, but it's very deep. It's surprisingly deep for, a show I kept, that I kept thinking to myself, like for, for, for anyone who's just tuning in, if this is just your first or second episode that you've ever listened to us, um, or maybe you listen to us, but you don't watch a lot of anime, uh, everything that you think anime is, mm-hmm. you probably think it is, basically Naruto. Powering up, fighting, uh, fantastical characters, like, that's not this. This, no. I kept thinking to myself the entire time I was watching it, I love this. And oh my God, it would be such a great property if they wanted to live action it. I agree. I agree. You know? Like, like yeah. the what was the one we watched with the uh, the hand in the eye, the eye in the hand? Oh boy, what is that one? Eye in the hand. I don't know that one. Well, what his was... his hand comes alive. Oh, parasite, parasite. Yeah, parasite. Yeah. Like, if you're not gonna do like good effects, it's just like a lame one to like bring to life because you're relying on like this this thing, this yeah. like alien hand, right? This, doesn't rely on any tricks it just relies on like really great interaction between characters mm-hmm. and really good storytelling and interesting mysteries uh i kind of like the fact that it would be a series of vignettes because right. you're not trying to stretch out 
one story for so long trying to milk it for everything that you can get Mm -hmm. you can actually succinctly have a beginning a Mm -hmm. middle and an end and it does romance very well because i feel like most shows do it wrong in that they milk the will they won't they for far too long yeah and they get to it happens and you're like oh i guess that was the only reason i was watching right exactly and so they get to the point where my and him like each other they obviously like each other in fact he admitted he loves her by episode three and you realize the responsibility he now has that he knows that this thing is happening and that these girls are going through some serious BS that he has to help them and how much that kind of can pull on a relationship like mine. Like, am I now this special person for him now? Or am I this charity case that he saw the first time? Should I help him even like it? And it kind of gets that because Tomoe wants Sakun to pretend to be his boyfriend for right. her boyfriend for a while. So it's like, it's a very clever way of getting around the will they won't they it's a very clever way of getting around most romance anime so i i i I, and it's very short so you can like easily breeze through these within like a day and it would be great so we're gonna go ask the next thing uh do the thing we do every week which is the weeb and noob score uh the weeb and noob score doesn't mean that the show's good or bad or not um the weeb and noob score signifies our excitement for you the listener to watch it so a high score means that like, dude, this is the thing. This is, this explains X, Y, Z. It's very reminiscent of the genre. It's very explanatory of anime. And like a uh, lower score means like, you know, you, you can watch it, but like, it might not be as exciting. It's boring or it's hard to get into. It's that kind of stuff. So it really doesn't mean good or bad. We want you to watch most anime. I love anime. So yep. I watch everything. Um, and, and for me, it's like for older fans and for people who've been watching it for a while and Garrett is, is represents the new, the new person perspective. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm going to give it the same thing. I gave, uh, uh Yamada Kun and the seven, Witches. is I'm going to give it a solid eight. I've liked it a lot. So this is why the scale doesn't mean the same as I like it. Like, so my enjoyment of it was like a 9.5, 10 in terms of like where I think you could watch it. I don't think light novels are ever going to rise to the occasion of like Full Metal Alchemist and Samurai Champloo and all the ones that I really, really love. But man, is it a good time. And you're going to really like this story. I highly recommend it. Even if my score is not going to reflect my excitement for it, it's probably the best representation of light novels that I've seen in a while. So uh, Garrett, what do you give it for the noob score? Because I'm the noob and I can base it a little bit more on emotion. Right. Then. Okay. I would give it a nine. Yeah. I have a feeling, though, that I enjoyed it more than most people would on their first go around, though. And, Probably, yeah. And so because of that, I will knock it to an 8.5. Internally, I'll know I'll give it a nine. But 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 for the sake of what's on paper, what are you stamping? 8.5. And I will say this. Of the 60-plus episodes we've had, and we've only repeated a couple. So we've watched darn near 57, 58 different shows. Right. Easily top five for me. I, I would, and I agree. This is honestly one of the better of the newer things that I've watched. Cause a lot of stuff that we bring up, I've watched a long time ago. This one was refreshing to me. I very much enjoyed it. And another thing that's interesting about it is now that- had, sorry to interrupt. Had you yeah. like, you didn't watch this before this week. No. How do you hear about it? Is it just, it's a Netflix joint or. Um, so a lot of times when I hear about the show, I, I go through a lot of like, um, I go through a lot of like YouTube shows of like hidden gem animes. I like to look for stuff that comes out on different seasons. Like when Mm -hmm. they say like a lot of different YouTube channels will do 
what's getting released in fall what's getting released in spring and so okay. i'll watch and see like one things i okay. might watch I'll, I'll say isekai and i'll be like nope 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 and i'll just like <laughs> i'll just like brush that aside and then i see they're like surprisingly there's this really good show about a girl who dresses in a bunny costume I was like all right i'll check and I'll, I'll add it to the list because what a silly title and mm-hmm. i give it to you but as i said i was i was pleasantly surprised and not only that um honestly what i would say about this show is that it does need a little bit of anime anime education to get past the things like the onichan stuff to get past the him talking about her butt that's why i think i might have appreciated a little bit more than someone else might the first go around right if this is your first anime there's some things on the surface level that you'll be like Oh, of course they did. Like, of course she's grabbing her like, butt and saying, stop talking about my butt, you baka baka. Like, like this isn't pop mute. This isn't, this isn't Britney Spears. It's the talking heads. Like, yeah. like I think they're both pop music, but I think one requires uh, a little bit of funk to your style. And as you said, a little bit of education going in to be like, okay, I know what the baseline is, mm-hmm. but how could we elevate it? And what could it be if we elevated it? Right. It doesn't go to the well too often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So by the way, th- yeah, someone is going to absolutely roast me by throwing those two artists in like the, <laughs> the same sentence. But, but okay. I, for lack of, for to come up with an analogy at like in the moment, it's all I could do guys. That's, that's good enough for me. Um, and so I would say, you know, as we go and disappear for the night and hopefully be remembered the next morning, it is always important to hear your thoughts. Is <laughs> Draskal does not dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. The surprising hit that you think that that we're giving it, do you like it for its romance, its slice of life, its comedy, and romance all wrapped in one? Or did you think that the weird tropes of like the girl dressing up as a Playboy bunny was a little too weird? Uh, let us know in the comments below because we really want to continue the conversation, especially for a show that surprised both a new and a, a longtime fan like us. Um, please follow us on all of our social media platforms, such as on Twitter at Weeb underscore Noob, or you can follow us on Instagram at one Podcast. You can also listen to us on all your podcast platforms, but specifically where we're hosted is anchor.fm slash Podcast. When you do listen to our podcast, please make sure you give us a five, 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 five-star review. It really elevates our standing and lets people see more of it, and that would really be the best way of supporting our show. Um, also, just let us know what you think about the show. The more feedback, the better. So as we close the night and we uh, slip into our, uh, you know, Kaede Panda Pajamas for the evening. Uh, what are your final thoughts on this show, which I'll not repeat the title of? Guys, watch the show. In the length of time that you do, I could take care of business 13 times. <laughs> so we're going to be sauntering around the library in a bunny girl costume. We're going to be <laughs> we're going to be uh, sharing a bed with uh, my senpai. We're going to be uh, posing for our pictures. All in all, to wish you all fantastic. See you next week. Take care, y'all. Do you like bunny girls, Kunimi? No, not exactly. So you love them? Yep, I love them. For example, if you were to bump into a pretty bunny girl at the library, what would you do? I'd do a double take. Right?
Then I'd totally gawk at her. Right? 